0: KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You're listening to Our Digital Future with me, Z2Z. And today, we're going to be talking to a PA intern here at KUCI's training class who's observing what a talk show is all about, but unknowingly is also going to be the featured guest today. Thank you for coming and sharing your knowledge on libraries want to tell us what your name is?
1: Hi my name is Anthony
0: thank you Anthony and um, right now I told Anthony earlier I like to play um, background music for everyone Um, just instrumentals so there's no dead air and we have something to listen to besides our voices only um, Right now in the background, you're hearing some tortoise. And then starting off the show, I like to play a song that has anything to do at all with libraries. So today I picked a Belle and Sebastian song, as I often do. And the lyrics mentions a dedication to the author and reading Judy Bloom. So I thought that was close enough. And um, you'll you'll hear two other songs. I'd like to play one in the middle and one at the end, usually by um, Hey Mercedes Braid or some Illinois' Urbana Champaign affiliated band, because that is where I go to library school, and this is a show about libraries, as Anthony um, unknowingly has stepped into. But um, his show plans to be about, um, aspires to be about, what was that you were planning on?
1: I'm um, just maybe presenting a different culture each week and delving into that and just kind of letting everyone know about certain cultures throughout America.
0: What's your favorite culture?
1: Um, right now it might be the maybe outdoors kind of culture.
0: Oh, well, camping?
1: Yeah, camping, fishing.
0: Where do you like to go camping?
1: My um, favorite's probably Yosemite area. Anything with the redwoods up there is real nice. But.
0: Oh, I've never been there, but um, I'm sure there's lots of camping books and libraries people could check out.
1: There are tons. Hiking, fishing, camping, everything at the library.
0: Research at a library. Ask a librarian if you want to know about a good place to camp or what to bring or... Um, tell us about um, how you got to where you're at now um, what's your background education background
1: I've always been in Orange County you know, local high schools and I uh, went to Cal State Fullerton for a little more than four years to get my degree as history political science minor so pretty used to being camped out in libraries for odd hours of the night and delving into research kind of asking for librarians help and everything getting good directions on not so much books but also documents and journals libraries also have besides their more commonly known books
0: yeah that's the future of libraries It's what we try to talk about here is um... the future of our information spaces it's all going digital or so um... it would seem although i recently um... observed our uci english librarian and his job duties which deal a lot with the physical fictional books that come in. There's new ones every day, every week, and he puts together the new lobby, the new books lobby. So for that job he has to recover the book covers and put them on the books because I didn't notice, but generally the books in our libraries do not have book covers. They take the book covers off to put the barcode or call number on the actual book but if it's a new book, he wants the book cover because that attracts the eye visually and gives more information to the patron on uh, potentially, you know, reading that book, but, you know, the digital future is less about visual books in your physical space and more about maybe e-books online. So even online, you know, just like how iTunes has maybe the um, album artwork, you to see on electronic just and like whatever other bookstores you know now library catalogs are having also the book artwork the album cover of the book available for to see as well as online journals i would like more pictures like charts and graphs of of books um or journals you know articles so you had to research a lot of them history and political science at your library um do you remember some topics? Was your degree recent, or...?
1: Um, it was a couple of years ago, and I think my final thesis paper was uh, about Abraham Lincoln's ascent to presidency, and I also did a lot of war-related research for uh, Vietnam War and World War II and also the Civil War.
0: Wow, wow, Abraham Lincoln, what a coincidence. I just went to Illinois for the first time in July. That's where I go to school. They have Abraham Lincoln all over the uh-huh. city of Urbana, Champaign. I went to the Champaign County Fair. The park there was like a huge like tribute to Abraham Lincoln and there was like fake log cabins everywhere. It's like I didn't know. Appa- I mean I guess the Illinois state license plates on the cars is like all about Abraham Lincoln. I don't know. Uh-huh. Do you know is he from there or something? Yeah
1: he was born in uh, Illinois and that's where he I believe got a governorship before his candidacy. I was Aww. a local Illinois guy.
0: So you have some good history for us.
1: Um, from what I remember, yeah. It's a lot of um, research, and like you were saying, into the journals. More, it was more so having the access to the journals and information at different colleges more so than the one I was at, just to get a greater expanse of information. I remember I had to import some books and journals from East Coast libraries in Philadelphia and, and uh, throughout the Atlantic coast. They had a little more information about him than we did on the West here.
0: Oh yeah, I bet they had some great archives for Abraham Lincoln in the city of Illinois, which is um, also um, a class I'm taking right now is called Maintaining Archives because yes, I'm in library school and I um, hope to specialize in archiving and special collections but of film and media specifically because I was a film and media undergrad here at UCI I also enjoy radio, music, art, visual studies, topics. So archiving all that, I think, um, did you come across any Abraham Lincoln archives or uh-huh. old documents? Maybe they have letters of his they kept or old photographs?
1: There were actually a bunch of letters between him and his, um, before she was his wife, Mary, and then after they were married, also just love letters back and forth when he was away on diplomatic business in Washington or throughout the region there and he did send constant love letters back and forth and also just correspondence between him and his, uh, you know, advisor, political advisors and also wartime advisors. with the generals, they kind of uncovered some documents and correspondence between them during the Civil War.
0: Well, yeah, I just recently, um, well, yesterday I purchased a DVD on 300 Years of War, the history of American soldiers in war. So that'll be interesting to watch soon because I'm not too familiar with a lot of that and um, starting to look into more how the military works. Um what did you what did you think of all that as a political science minor and history major and looking into the war, researching war stuff? Um, What's your idea on that?
1: That was actually probably one of the more interesting or the most interesting thing that I was in it for ISA history major. Uh, my final semester, I was fortunate enough to get one class that always seemed to fill up with all the seniors because they get a preference. And it was American military history, and that was probably my most the class I held the most interest for me. Um, and I also did an oral history class where we did you a know, research project and interviewed veterans from World War II, or Vietnam War, and Korean War, and um, got kind of emotional when they're... Some of them, it was their first time... Relating those facts to anyone besides other veterans and what their experiences had been during their war. So a lot of them kind of got emotional the first time they told someone besides other veterans that had served with them. um,
0: Did they have any regrets or were they pretty uh, proud or were they pretty...
1: It did go both ways. There were some that were proud and wouldn't change the thing they did. And it just was an honor to serve their countries. And other ones, you know, they still had the, the honor for service, but they were a little more... Um, I guess reclusive about things they had done over there that they never imagined themselves capable of doing until it came to it.
0: Yeah, I just watched a documentary recently on um, the Iraq War soldiers experience and coming home with that, what's it called, PSD Mm -hmm. and everything, so I would guess if you're in the front lines, it's pretty hard.
1: Yeah, it's a little different now. I'd imagine when I interviewed the Vietnam War veterans, when they came back, there was a lot of animosity towards them and... Of people calling them names, and one person I interviewed said he was spit on and called a baby killer when he landed at the airport, and kind of seems now that it stops the direction, and you when know, veterans return, they're kind of praised for their, their actions over there. And so yeah,
0: since I guess back then it wasn't voluntary, now it's voluntary. Yeah,
1: well,
0: did you ever consider joining the military?
1: Um, I did for a little bit, but I think I went the college route instead, and I kind of always had it in the back of my mind, something I was interested in since I was a child. I think the whole G.I. Joe thing got how, me interested in it. they yeah. get you. Yeah.
0: But I guess supposedly they they help with college and...
1: Yeah, I think they, there were a lot of um, military people in my college that you know, they'd leave, have to excuse for certain portions to do their, their exercises or something. And I think they do help with college.
0: Did you interview any of them?
1: Um, not the the ones from school, but...
0: Yeah, because you're more of history, not mar- yeah. current so much, but...
1: But we do have some uh, interviews from the first Iraqi war, in the 90- or the Persian Gulf War. So uh, now my
0: cousin's in the army, too, right now. Okay. I think she went a couple times. But, she, but her job is more like, um, she actually gets to do interviews. She's more of a film and radio type of a job um. in the army, so she's pretty lucky... Um, I think her, her co-workers just got to cover the Emmys red carpet in their uniform, army style.
1: Stars and Stripes or something, I think they call their publication.
0: Oh, wow, well, yeah. I'm not too familiar, but that's really exciting to get to do research in the library and look at all the old war informations. I think... Um, That's what um, libraries are most known for is, is, is I think, history. Like, they hold Mm -hmm. the history of wherever they're at. That's why there's a library, like, in every city, in every county, in every country almost. I mean, last summer I went to the National Library of Spain, and that was just beautiful, like, museum, architecture, art gallery-type wonderful um, space to just not necessarily study even, just to just have fun because you Mm -hmm. can look up anything browsing physically, not necessarily going in the catalog and looking for a specific um, research topic if you're doing a paper for school that's what you have to do but just for your, your downtime, my favorite part is um, film and media sections because with a library card most times you can check out dvds and you have a whole a whole access there specifically here and you know at the newport beach public library they, they circulate their dvd collection
1: I was actually able to, for a couple semesters, check out a majority of my assigned books for the for college classes and save the money. Rather than having to buy them, just check them out once and do like one or two renewals and save the hundred dollars instead of buying the textbook.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now for my library course, actually. They have the books at UC Riverside. Mm-hmm. So as a UCI affiliate, you have access to all the UC's library um, systems, so I do plan on um, renewing and keeping it for as long as I can, although they do also have it at UC San Diego, so I could drive down there. I don't mind, you know, driving and visiting and saving money. Yeah,
1: and the best thing is cause I did the same thing through the Cal State system, and they were, it only took maybe a two or three days, even from ones up in Sacramento and San Francisco, to be sent down to the Fullerton Library and just go pick them up.
0: Yeah, a lot of... Um, staff library staff work goes into interlibrary loans and keeping up with um, delivering of books and transferring that's why it's um Internet's also great if they have the internet resources but that's more of a leasing not a purchasing The library will lease time to electronic resources for everyone so yeah so I just like to promote libraries and anything to do with libraries and that's Good for anyone, really, in the whole world, because everyone has a subject they're passionate about. Passionate about maybe for you it was history and war. I'm not sure exactly. You said cultures now you're into and outdoors. So like that's something people could spend their weekends on: is going to the library and researching their favorite topics. That you know.
1: Mm-hmm. I actually found myself you mentioned something a while ago, and I was thinking that have, between classes when I was at Fullerton. I'd Find myself a couple of hours wandering around the library, kind of browsing physically, and not with the catalog system online or anything. And found a couple of books and just checked them out to read them more for fun than any assignments.
0: Yeah, that's why the the digital future of of the library is is questionable because we don't want to lose that that physical aspect of it too much. I know UC Merced was trying to go all digital and not really start out with as many books as other UCs as a new UC. But it is good to have the physical. And just like here at KUCI, if you look at our music library, we have all this vinyl, 12 inches and um, 7 inches, and they're all maybe not used as much as the CDs or MP3s on your iPod or laptop, but it's great to have the browsing capabilities of these large LPs with the great artwork and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think it's always better to have the actual thing in your little hands than... Just being able to click on a screen, you can actually hold it and physically keep it with you. Whether it's a CD or record or anything like that, kind of digital media doesn't really get the hands-on experience as much.
0: Yeah, another positives is um, book signings, album yeah. signings. When you go to artist signings,
1: yeah, it makes it a little easier for well, if you're trying to reference a point two in a book, and rather than having it on this computer screen, having to scroll down and find that part you're looking for. It might be easier if you remember a page and just kind of flip to it and kind of pull that out a little bit quicker than sometimes on the computer having to find that exact spot.
0: Yeah, and then digital information is always, there's a chance that that could um, get deleted. That's another thing is how do you preserve, how do you archive, you know, the digital and make sure that's there for years and years to come. I mean, anything can get... Corrupted and erased or lost in the in- information spaces.
1: Yeah, a book is kind of guaranteed to be there unless it catches fire, but you never know what will happen to your computer or some kind of internet malfunction or something and it's going to ruin your whole project.
0: And same with vinyl. That's great if unless it shatters or gets warped in the heat and mm-hmm. melted in the sun. I mean, that that's a form of art itself. I just recently purchased a a headpiece headband that was made up of vinyl, like a record LP. They broke it up into little pieces and formed like a flower kind of a star and sort of like a Lady Gaga-esque <laughs> headband. That's pretty cool. So there's, you know, we, there's book art, special collections. You know, they have artists that they make like um, scrapbook type uh, diagram, like, what do you call it? All those little... mosaic or yeah just any kind of art there is like libraries to me are are, are art in itself i i love the different type of um designs inside architecturally and um you know the color schemes and the furniture that all adds to your wanting to stay and explore a library so i think it really matters what um furniture is ordered for a library that's why it's hard if if you're uh having budget cuts because of the state budget and all the political you know, they cut out um, hours, the library's open, or staff that can staff it. I heard the L.A. Public Library recently had to lose some librarians.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I did notice my last few years at Fullerton that in the library was turning into more of a, not so much a purely academic or scholarly, you know, to study, solely study and research at, but more of also kind of like a gathering center for different, like, cultural presentations that have different rooms that would present art from students or um, you know, sculptures they had and also had a whole Vietnam War production there too in one of their large, I guess, assembly rooms in the library. And, you know, it seemed that that was more interesting too because you'd stop on your way out and kind of, it would notice, we'd notice it and want to check it out. And so I thought that was something nice to do. Give yeah. students a little extra place to meet and enjoy.
0: Yeah, I think exhibits are an important part of a library. It's bringing out The special um, pieces to share with the patrons as they walk by in a hallway or on the wall. Art from, you know, students. If it is at a university, you know, students, what they created with maybe the help, the research help of a library.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it's nice that it's at the library too, so if someone sees the, the art and becomes interested in it, they have the ability to research or get more information on it right there at their hands.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, people that maybe you don't see the positives of the library might say well with internet connection that's all they need that's a library even from their home they can access you know most people will just say google it which is true there is um... a lot of information but that's a a term we actually we learned something in library class uh, well library and information science class um, yesterday is a term entitled Infobesity. So as in obesity, but it's Infobesity. It's about, you know, the overload of information and it's not hi-fi information, it's low fi information. So you're getting way too much low-quality information. So information overload, so what? how do you... That's where librarians can help and libraries can help. It's, it's like an advanced search. It helps you limit... Mm the time spent researching maybe all the things you don't need to maybe want to waste your time on.
1: Yeah, I know librarians are really good at helping you narrow down your search or giving you kind of different routes than maybe the one you're taking that'll be a little too vague and then help you narrow it down to find the exact answers or you know, items of research that you are looking for other than having a large gathering of stuff you have to kind of pick through and hope you find the one that you are looking for.
0: Yeah, sometimes you can get lucky. I know as an undergrad doing film and media and then bio, and I needed, you know, articles to slide in my paper, my research paper for class. I'll just pick something through the database real quick and, you know, BS something that around it, and it'll work out because the professor or TA, maybe they don't want to judge, like, what you pick to be like, oh, well, it could have been better. So sometimes you're lucky without the help of a librarian. But I liked um, taking part of our RCSs here. We have research consultation services. You can, you know, ask a subject librarian to spend 30 minutes with you on your research topic and whatever stage you're at in your paper and get help with You know, sometimes you have 10-page papers and, you know, getting enough sources.
1: And yeah, I found that college, especially college librarians were... At that, they might have come across someone with a, either the same or nearly the same research topic or about the same area, and so they might remember a certain source, not necessarily a book or online journal, but maybe a document housed on the opposite side of the library that you might not have known about or even thought about to, to search before, and they'll recommend that. It happened to me a few times where they would mention or ask if I'd gone and looked through certain documents in a different wing of the library that... You know, when you'd walk in there, there'd be maybe two people in the whole building, but they have a lot of information housed in there that you wouldn't even think about.
0: Yeah, so libraries are great. That's the theme of my show. And we're around about the middle of the show. So how about I play you a song by Hey Mercedes? And then we'll come back and talk about, you know, and be a little different, something I have to share. I'll introduce after the song. So the song I'm going to play is by Hey Mercedes and it's called Let's Go Blue and um, it looks like it's from about 2001 off their album Every Night Fireworks and again they're from Illinois so let's enjoy Illinois. KCI eighty-eight point nine FM in Irvine. Hope you enjoyed that. Hey Mercedes track here on our digital future. Wednesdays five to six p.m. with me, busy and today we have our guest intern Andrew. Thanks for contributing to the conversation on libraries. You're gonna be here all day. How far along is your class? Uh, in the 6th week or?
1: I think so. No, tonight's the 7th and we have the final test next week and that should wrap it up.
0: Oh, congratulations. I know it's hard putting in volunteer hours. Myself, I have to do a lot before I apply, reapply for a show.
1: Uh, yeah, I've been doing those last night, tonight, probably tomorrow, wrapping them up before the, the session's over for class.
0: Yeah, here at KUCI, we're all volunteers. We do this for the enjoyment of radio and music and whatever maybe subject our PA show, could, public affairs show, might be on. There's all kinds of shows here on KUCI, and um, mine is specializing in film and media libraries. I enjoy visual studies, which includes film. And I had an opportunity earlier this summer to attend the Los Angeles Film Festival with a KUCI press pass. Since I plan to share my red carpet interviews on the air with you, I was allowed to be on the red carpet for June's release of the film Cyrus starring Jonah Hill Marissa Tomei, John C. Riley, and I did take some video I want to share with you my recording of my audio interview with two members of the red carpet unfortunately not the major stars of the film but I do have Katie Asselton who is actually the film's the film director's wife and she actually is also a film director as well and she did the film Hump Day which we viewed in class as an undergrad here at UCI I was a film and medias major and they showed us this film Hump Day and she was actually the director for that film so I was excited to talk to her but I didn't talk to her much about film I talked to her about libraries so here's um a recording, a short recording from June 2010 at the Cyrus Red Carpet premiere. Check it out real quick. College radio show once a uh, week. It's just one hour a week. It's in Orange County in Irvine. So I just um, focus on libraries. So if you could just say anything like film, libraries, media libraries. Like everybody has a library at home. Yeah. You know? I love libraries. Oh good. Okay. Um, I am a mother of a two and a half year old, and we go to the library at least three times a week, oh, and we rent videos. So we rent rentals, and you know we do the whole. So, I'm a big fan of libraries. Oh, good, 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 okay. And I'm a big fan of having your own libraries, and I'm a big fan of supported libraries. Oh, good, yeah. And I mostly support my libraries by um, racking up massive, massive uh, past fees. Oh! Oh, that's fine. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. I'm a future librarian. I'm a librarian My in aunt is a librarian. Oh, good, good. Yeah. I hope and she, she is gets. awesome and is a fabulous <laughs> a librarian. To to oh, wonderful. I'm excited um, to uh, have you on our show. <laughs> I'm going to hopefully get good library tidbits from everybody. So what can we look forward to seeing you in coming up? Well, I have a very brief um, appearance in Cyrus. Oh, good. And I am, uh, we're actually just starting to shoot our second season of The the League for FX, a television show with Mark Duplass. Oh, good. Okay. And then I also wrote and directed a movie called um, The Freebie, which will be out this fall. Oh. Oh, excellent, congratulations. Thank you very much. I just finished film school, so I was trying to write my own scripts and everything. and Very good. Good for her, you. So. <laughs> advanced in your field I'm yeah. glad you just you. gotta go there I yeah. mean honestly it's not yeah. like an advancement thing just do it oh, yeah and figure it out as you go along. that's fine that's we'll look at your website do you have a website I don't actually uh, okay. I don't know why I'm somewhat website resistant okay I have a problem with that But well, we can google you you can just google me well, I'm, I'm very analog cool. you'll know, find you that, can
1: name again? Katie Asselton. <laughs> oh, I don't know. you been having
0: access to all... So that there was my interview, um... for KCI and my show, Our Digital Feature, that was Katie Asselton. Yeah, that was just under just over two minutes right there. But I also got to talk to one other person and it was, um... I didn't catch his name, but um, maybe we'll hear it, him say it in his interview real quick. Um, from what I gathered, he is a musician that does film, does music for film, films, and um, I know it was something that was pretty big recently. We can we can Google him if he says his name, but check out uh, my Vimeo. It's Vimeo dot com slash ziba if you'd like to see the visual footage of these interviews where I interview um, on the Cyrus red carpet I don't know if you've seen that film I saw that uh, I believe in the beginning of July I saw that and pretty much enjoyed it because John C. Riley's funny and Marissa Tomei is wonderful um, let me see real quick who's calling KCI KCI, you're on the air. Hello. Yes, KCI. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, hi, ma'am. Um, good afternoon. My name is Angelo
1: from Federal Financial Group. Can I speak to Kevin Stadl?
0: Oh, you're on the radio right now, and he's in the business office, so I just have to call back. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Thank you for calling. That's what happens on my radio when you accept phone calls on the air. But that's part of exciting college radio and public affairs programming here. We're open to discussion. Let's um, share real quick with you the second red carpet interview and see what it's all about here. Can you say your full name again, Katie
1: Ashton? I don't know. You're having the access to all that information and knowledge. Like right it. He doesn't get the name. I don't. You know. I don't know what could be any more important. So I do that. To like Yeah. yeah. Other I mean, than,
0: than that, it's printed like that,
1: word. You know. for yeah. 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 so everybody so to have right, access to right. that.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: no. I don't see how we can really do so without that.
0: And what do we to look forward to from you coming up? Do you have any movies I personally? What do you? Contributing
1: to uh, the I, library, like I, got a new ra- I just recorded a new album um, the okay. T Bone Burnett. It's gonna come out in September. And, uh, okay. Other than that, you know, uh, me and my wife's a filmmaker as well. Okay. So we've been kind of collaborating on, on some music and, and film and videos. Oh, and good. Just kind of anything and everything. What's your
0: uh, group called again? Oh, the, Dead the, Dead oh, oh, the
1: Dead horses. horses. Dead like horses We probably have that at our radio station,
0: like yeah. college radio. So I'll play that. Okay. And um, I'll play your words right now. So, we're KCI in Irvine, Orange okay. County, so I'll put playing. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you very much. You. You, right.
2: you got it. Yes. That's right. guys. Have fun. Oh my God. Give me one to turn on, three
0: bit talk, and noise, and I didn't catch that guy's name, but he's in the band Dead Horses with his wife who is a director of films as well, and once again, Tortoise in the background, love those instrumentals, actually Tortoise, funny thing, they're from Illinois as well, And I actually saw um, the drummer John of Tortoise do some um, freeform experimental jazz live in Wicker Park in Chicago when I was there in July. Good stuff there. What a coincidence, though. We've got about um, ten minutes left in the hour. And of course I um, end the show with a song as well. I'll just give you a hint of what that might be. That might be something like a Mercedes. So how about you have a song to look forward to by them entitled K. Shiraz. But until then, we have a little bit of time. If you happen to want to comment, the phone number here is 949-824-5824. That's 949 949- UCI KUCI. If you spell it out, it's UCI KCI or 824-5824. I also am available via email at zeba at kucci.org. That's Z-I-B-A. Um, if you go to our radio website, kci.org, right now um, the five to six hour is highlighted and linked to my website where you can see that video I just played the audio from. It's a lot better with the visuals, unfortunately. Check it out. So, Andrew, any any closing thoughts?
1: Um, well, if anyone's been listening that uh, has an interest in presenting a certain, maybe, culture or uh, anthropological group that they think they're from and would like to be a guest on my show in the future sometime, maybe send an email to the station here Let me know what you uh, consider yourself and if you'd be a good representative for that for an interview or something.
0: I have some ideas. You could contact the Mecha group on campus,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and you can contact the Santa Ana Center for Mexico Cultural Center, which Mm -hmm. is right next to the Crosby in Santa Ana, which I happen to be going to tonight and happen to have been DJing at last week. So I do enjoy music as well. I was actually here nine years doing a music show and have transitioned to talk. Have you, um, I mean, you went to Cal State Fullerton, so have you been to a lot of areas in Santa Ana?
1: Um, yeah, I live in Garden Grove, um, pretty close to Santa Ana, so I'm pretty familiar with the area, uh, Santa Ana, Anaheim, Fullerton. More so than, than South County of Orange County.
0: Oh, good, yeah. Then you know um, where the Santa Ana, El Centro Cultural de Mexico is probably. It's off, I think, Broadway Maine and Main okay. and forth around the Arts District. It's a rich cultural neighborhood.
1: It is. I remember they used to have um, a small performance area there called Coo's Cafe a few years ago. And it was for like, displaying you know individuals' art and music and any kind of artistry.
0: It was a house yeah. and a living room. Yeah. People just showed up, set up, played, and volunteers ran the place. I loved that place. I went there since two thousand when I entered here at u c i as an undergrad.
1: Yeah. My sister actually interned at Coos for maybe a year or so. I just volunteered more so than interned. that was a nice little place. the building's still there, but I think it's a regular home now, so you might not want to go knocking on their doors.
0: Oh, interesting. And then I remembered they, they tried to build that up later in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Acouze Cafe, which I'm not sure if it's still running or not.
1: Uh, I heard it kind of never took off as much. Maybe not enough publicity or something.
0: Yeah, because I did go to a few shows there, but that must have only lasted a few years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But thats That's great about communities and the culture of music, maybe, you could say. Well, there's definitely a library culture, if you ever want to talk about libraries. But uh, anthropologically, yeah, I check out um, Mexico, Spain, you know, Middle Eastern culture. As um, Rich and Irvine, you know, there's a Mm. Persian festival once a year. I participate in the park um, picnics there for the families in the New Year's, usually around, you know, springtime. Check that out. It's free for all. And mm-hmm. um, what's your cultural back background?
1: Um, kind of mixed. Half Hispanic, quarter British, and a quarter um, American slash hillbilly-ish, kind of. Well, oh, yeah. Grand- Grandpa's from Missouri, so kind of oh, mm. partially southern, I guess.
0: What part of Mexico?
1: Uh, Mom's parents are from Sonora.
0: Cool. Yeah, I enjoy Mexico. I'm half Mexican myself from Zacatecas, Mm. mother's side as well. And the other half is Persian, so I like both cultures equally. Mm. I enjoy cultural food from both countries. Very interesting show prospect there. I hope you succeed and good luck on your final. Thank you. Hope you learned a little about uh, how a PA show might run.
1: I did, and thank you for having me, and I enjoyed my uh, experience here.
0: Very good. I'm glad Anytime, time. And um, enjoy the KSA staff meeting at 7 p.m. and your training class to follow. And thank you for helping me out this hour on um, libraries and the information future digitally spaced out there. We're going to end here with, um, hey Mercedes, K. Shiraz. Stay tuned next week for our digital future. Wednesdays, 5 to 6 p.m. with busy where we talk about libraries. And once again, thanks to Andrew. Goodbye.